listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. Hey there, I'm Adam Salarzik. And I'm Joe Struess. And we're meteorologists at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the Past the Forecast podcast. July is hot. Yes, it is. It is going to be a sweltering weekend. It's been, it's been, it's been in the 90s, 90s, 90s. That's what we were saying on the weekend. Sierra kind of came up with the whole, it's hot, 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 90s, 90s, 90s car salesman type thing we were going for. It, there's nothing else you can use to describe. I, I think I said broken record like I was a broken record multiple times this weekend. Yeah, my Facebook post today, rinse and repeat. Yep, copy and paste, control C, control V, uh, multiple ways to say the same thing that it's just going to be hot. If you've liked the heat, you're going to continue to enjoy the forecast. It's going to be uh, hot and humid. We'll get into that a little bit more here. Uh, and not really much relief in sight, in all honesty, with the hot pattern we have setting up. But this past week was July 4th. Uh, I was out on vacation. Uh, Joe, how did your week go last week? Busy. Busy, busy, busy. I uh, Usually when one of us is gone, the other one is busy. Working a lot of... Uh just working a lot, working a four-day morning stretch, six-day week, putting in work. Oh, you're almost there. Oh, I'm. It's been great. But yeah, I was the opposite of you. I was doing nothing, and I just found out that you were hurt that there was no communication. Uh, well, you know, like I said, it's nice to see <laughs> that. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple other coworkers involved in a little bit of a uh, little bit of a group text we had going just for some laughs. And, that was pretty quiet though. You know, well it was quiet because you wouldn't respond to anything. So, you know, Adam doesn't send a text message and we're like, okay. And then we see an Instagram post. Oh, I'm having a beer by the lake. Oh, glad you're doing all right, buddy. That's, I try to unplug when I go on vacation. I may have admittedly gone a little too far with the unplugging. Probably should have stayed in touch with friends She's a little bit make better. Sure people are alive. I mean, I, I, I sent proof of life via Instagram and Twitter. Oh, we saw it. We saw it. Well, anyway, it was a good relaxing week. I'm back and refreshed. You're at the end of a long week. So let's just dig in to Tracking the Topics. Tracking the Topics. Heat and humidity, the typical things that we see here in Fort Wayne during the summer. The untypical thing is the length of time that we've seen and it's been a hot stretch stretching back to the middle of last week it's been in the 90s we don't see long stretches of 90s like this joe yeah i don't know i the thing that's been different about this one is it seems like sometimes you'll get two to three days where we get excessive heat the upper 90s close to 100 with heat indices up around 110, maybe even 115. Those little mini stretches come, I don't want to say frequently every summer, but we might have one or two instances during the summer months where we get something like that. I feel like it comes more in August, those kind of stretches. Right, towards the the latter half of the summer. What's really been interesting about this one and has felt a bit different is it hasn't been quite to the level of extreme heat, but it's been hot and it's just been prolonged. I mean, every day has been the same thing of prolonged heat rather than, okay, we've got some 80s here, some 80s there. We're going to get really hot in between. Brace for it. This is just just a level below that, but prolonged for for quite some time. Are you a fan of the heat? I like it. 
this is I think I've told you a lot. If if we're not gonna be forecasting snow, the current pattern we're in is my favorite. See, I'm having flashbacks to whenever I was in Texas. Right. Of just eh it's gonna be hot, twenty percent chance for rain. And that's the kind of pattern we're in right now because we have just enough humidity. So whenever we get into the heat of the day, there's enough instability to uh, lead to an isolated shower or storm to pop up. And as we saw this past weekend, once you get one storm to pop up, if it's strong enough with a strong enough outflow, it can allow that to be the trigger for another storm to pop up. And we'll see those storms not move that much and just camp over one area. There were parts of the area that saw one to two inches of rain. And other places on July 4th saw nothing. Yeah, that's what was really impressive was seeing a report out of Columbia City of 1.88 inches in just about an hour or two with a storm cell that just sat there and just dumped buckets of rain in one area. That's this time of year. That's the summertime air mass. You don't have these large cold fronts sliding through to move things along. It's all driven by the heat of the day. And it's hard to pinpoint. Go to Sunday of this past weekend. Sunday was hot, but it was dry. It was it was drier out there to where it was almost leaning more towards like an Arizona type feel. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. Than the Florida feel where we're going to be the middle of this week and, and into the weekend where the dew points are much higher. It's it's much more yeah, I mean it's much more humid. That leads to more of those storm chances. So I can do hot and dry. It's the hot and humid that makes it kind of... I think a lot of people are in that camp. You're fine whenever it's it's a dry heat. Right. But whenever you start to add in the humidity where you walk out and you're immediately sweating, that's where people lose their minds and like, okay, I need a way to cool down. I need to stay inside in the AC. I love this pattern, though. The idea of, man, are we going to have enough today to get some storms or not? Kind of playing the game between completely dry or one or two storms might pop it's just fun and we understand the frustration to our listeners that yeah whenever we sit there and we put down 20 percent, they're like oh that means it's not going to rain really i'm like ah that's that's letting you know that that's the game that we're playing right now is that it could it could pop and get some showers and storms most likely it won't but if it does you could see 20% 20% of the area gets some rain. That's kind of what happened on Saturday. It might have been a little bit more. We'll touch on that in hits and misses. But overall, it's just going to be very isolated because we don't really know where they're going to pop. Because once they start to pop in one area, they're going to stay mainly in that area for the rest of the afternoon and evening. And by the time we get to 8, 9 o'clock, as we saw on Saturday, they just poof just quickly diminish. They rain themselves out very quickly because they don't have that heat to help, help to keep feeding them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great explanation. For us, it's kind of a roll of the dice almost on some days. On some days, it's more sure than others. Saturday, by the time I came in Saturday morning on Independence Day, I saw a pretty good chance that we were going to see some isolated activity. As you said, we'll touch on it a little bit more coming up. But Sunday... There was the outside chance that someone could get a stray shower, but that's where you have to say, all right, come on. This is the meteorologist and me. We're going to go with the 0% today and try to, you know, 
there's enough there on Saturday that said, okay, it could happen. There was enough on Sunday that said, well, it could happen, but more likely not. Yeah, there's so many variables. And right. whenever the variables that say it's most likely not going to rain severely outnumber those that say it might in the outskirts of our area, we're going to go with the majority of the variables saying, no, it's not going to happen, and roll the dice a little bit. I think my favorite part of Saturday was Chief Meteorologist Nicholas Ferreri texted me about something while I was on shift, and then he told me, awesome downpour at my house, and where I was, was sunny at that point, and I said, man, gotta love when a 20% chance verifies, right? And he goes, absolutely, something like that. It was real nice to see that, especially because I was struggling on Friday night, because Friday night I was filling in and I was forecasting for July 4th one of the biggest outdoor holidays we have. And I'm like, we haven't really talked about too much rain. And now I feel like we need to add in the rain chance. Everything kind of shifted to showing that we did have enough moisture in the area. And my gut told me, I was like, just put down the 20%. I was like, okay. And there are days where you definitely want to play safe. Um, But I think once you start, once you really start messing with dew points in the 65, 68 range and above, you just kind of got to go with it. Yeah. I mean, regardless of if you're at 88 or 92, come on, you're going to see some stuff. So that's why whenever you look at the 10-day forecast and you see every day having 20% to 30% doesn't mean it's going to be a complete washout by any stretch of the imagination. It just means that we have that just enough humidity, just enough heat to give us that chance. At the same time, cut us some slack. Don't get frustrated with us because, look, it's it's a hit or miss kind of thing here. I don't think any meteorologist likes putting 20% on every day. No. That's sitting there going, all right, do I really know what's going to happen? But that's where I've tried to be in my full weather segments. Just say, look, these are hit or miss. I can't tell you where it's going to happen. I can't tell you how much of you is like how much rain is going to fall, but I can tell you that their chances are there. So just work with me. You work with me, I'll work with you. Just this past week uh, in Michigan, I made a bold claim to my brother that, yeah, we're not going to see any rain, no rain at all. There was one cell that popped up right over our location. Always happens that way. It was, I I would just, and and they did not let me live it down, my family. So it, it... it Five years of meteorologist over here. Yeah, and I say it's not going to rain, and my brother that's never done weather goes, I'll bet you. And here we are, sure enough, downpour right over top of our location. Well, to be fair, you were you were on vacation. I'm sure you weren't looking. That was my talent. excuse. It's like, I ha- I'm like, I haven't looked at anything. Number two, number two, while I was giving you a hard time about being on vacation, look, you didn't have all the data on your cell phone right in front of you. I mean, there's thousand things to look at. So. Thank you for defending me. Absolutely, because it could happen to any one of us. I could get a call from my dad. Hey, I'm playing golf today at so-and-so. What do you think? And I could tell him, you're overwhelming. Like, you're going to be dry. But and then, then you got to put it, but then you don't want to put in that hole. Well, but there's an outside chance maybe between one to six. There could be something that pops and blah, 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 blah. He's your dad. You want to have confidence. Yep. So you try to have it, and then they get a picture. They're delayed because it's storming. It happens. It happens. With the rain that came, so this, the lucky few of us that saw it over the weekend, 
like we said, got one to two inches in many spots. But at the airport in Fort Wayne, where our official data is kept, I got a trace. So not really an official amount of rain measured. It was all around the airport. Most of Allen County saw at least a little sprinkle. Yeah, we had nine hundredths, hundredths rather here at uh, Wayne 15. Not not bad for for the area as a whole. But you're right when you look at the the books. We are going into the second week of July, almost two inches below normal in the rainfall category since June 1st, since the start of meteorological summer. That's significant. It was starting to get abnormally dry conditions popping up across northeast Indiana and northwest Ohio on the uh, drought monitor. Our whole viewing area now with the latest update. Yeah, it'll it'll be... not funny, but more interesting to see the very isolated pockets on that drought monitor of places that did see those nearly two inches of rain that put them back into the more normal amounts. I'm just looking forward to seeing it come out this week and just seeing those isolated pockets of not abnormally dry and see how isolated they are. It will be interesting to see. I think a lot will depend on how the forecast moves through this week and into the weekend because if we go four or five days here where we're talking about 20% chances that don't necessarily verify, well, then the little bit of rain we got the other day, unless you're in those extreme points that got one to two inches, the majority of the area is going to be, uh, I don't want to say in, in bad shape, but it, we're starting to get the, the thoughts rolling a little bit. As with everything, it depends on where it falls. I remember exactly. I was down in Texas and everywhere around San Angelo had like a surplus of like an inch to two inches, but the San Angelo Dome, as they called it, kept the rain out from the official data keeping, and we were technically in a drought. Right, and that's where you... I'm glad the drought monitor comes in various levels. It's not just drought, no drought, because I think we will really see, if we continue on a dry stretch, I think you will see different levels across our area, given the isolated nature of what's going on and hopefully the farmers can get uh some of that rain that they so desperately need but on the flip side of that winemakers i found out yesterday actually don't mind where we're at right now if they want to make a good dry wine the reds ironically it has to be dry for dry wine i did not know this not necessarily the dryness but they can handle what the precip is at the moment at the moment with the combination of 90 during the day and 70 overnight. It's fascinating. That will help keep the red grapes smaller, and I guess that enhances the flavor. May I ask how you randomly learned stuff, seemingly random, uh, about wine and the... I'm working on a story. Working on a story. Okay. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I have an idea for a possible story I might try to pursue in the coming weeks. So this is proof... That we do research ahead of our stories. Yes. It wouldn't be a story today, but maybe two or three weeks from now, depending on how things progress. It's a longer form story. Exactly. Kind of starting to send out some text. I sent out some text just to kind of get some vibes. All right. Well, I look forward to potentially seeing that, but also thank you for the knowledge that you just dropped. Yeah. The, the not, but if you go too high, yeah. if you go 98 over 78, then you're in trouble. That's the understanding. So we're in the sweet spot right now. There that or they're able to handle. Just above. We're close. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to what the hail. What the hail? All right, Joe. 
what the hell was up with all the fireworks? You have a history of uh, working in a fireworks store. So what what do you think was up with the fireworks situation this July 4th? Because I'll tell you what I experienced here. I went outside at 9.20, 9.30, and around the station, fireworks were constant. It remained constant from 9.30 until I left. During our nightcast show from 11 to 11.35, my full weather hit was a barrage of fireworks. I was hearing them constantly. And it was something I have not seen or experienced on a July 4th quite like that. See, and for me, this was nothing new. Um, number one, morning meteorologist the last couple days. So I was making sure I was asleep Friday night, Saturday night, early enough to where the fireworks didn't disrupt me too much. Number two, growing up where I grew up, just inside the Illinois-Indiana border where there's many fireworks stores, yes, we sold a ton in those times, and my understanding is they've sold a ton this year, as you probably heard, but my street growing up, growing up, was fireworks for four or five hours in every direction you looked. That's always been my experience. Always. Various cul-de-sacs in the subdivision I grew up in, people that lived there would put on huge shows. I mean, you step out of my driveway, and you'd look down the street, and you'd look sort of straight on and to the right and other subdivisions. I mean, all around you, constant from 8 o'clock, 8.30 through 1 or 2 a.m. So my experience this year was actually a lot less than what I experienced growing up. See, and like I said, this is I've been here for now. This is my third July 4th here, and this was completely different. There would be occasionally little fireworks here and there, but overall it was just nonstop, even going to like, Four or five o'clock in the afternoon, people were lighting off fireworks. I don't see the appeal of lighting off fireworks in the middle of the day that you can't. Big booms. Yeah, but. No color, big booms. That's the appeal. I like the big booms, but I also like the colors. I've always always liked the colors. I'm not a big fan of the ones that are all. I was just sitting there. I'm like, why are you lighting off fireworks that you can't see? Well, it's the attraction of it. But no, I. I I understand that too, but. I really. I really didn't I, – I see a lot of people on Twitter just across the country complaining about how epic this July 4th was. I, For me, there was nothing different because the truth is July 4th, where I'm from, you looked up and the, the sky was flashing all night in all directions and there'd be like a layer of just the – what do you call it? Smog or haze? The smoke, haze, dust. It would smell like it, sulfur it, yeah. for three days after. That's what I, that's what I always knew. That's well, what I always knew. Well, so. That's what we had here. When I, so we pull, I pulled up our St. Joseph Hospital camera, yeah. and I saw all the fireworks going off around downtown, and or just on the outskirts of downtown, and it was crazy to see. The light wind that we did have was blowing the smoke and the smog right towards the camera. 
It's pretty so neat. So you just saw this haze just overcome the city, and then by the time I was driving home, it was all over the place. It looked like a fog, and we, I think we did have some fog that developed, not just because of the humidity we had, but also because the smog was around, also still having an impact on visibility. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I really didn't, I really didn't find it to be different. Now you asked there, why do you think maybe this was a little more of a successful year for the fireworks business? I talked to one fireworks store owner, actually multiple last week, just to kind of check in. Um, it sounds like the fourth being on a Saturday is a big deal. And then my experience in the four years I was in the business. You sold fireworks longer than you've been on TV? That's right. They were, well, no, because it was only a couple months during the summer. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but they were, they, the the 4th of July's that happened in the middle of the week were not, they were just expected to not be as successful as a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Even Thursday night, if you get Friday off in the, in the double there. So it, it was kind of, that's what you would see is they would expect the business expects to do better on a weekend. This was on a Saturday. Number two, we're coming, we're in a pandemic, but Indiana, they canceled some fireworks shows. They canceled some fireworks shows for, for distancing. For distancing reasons, I believe. Yeah. But people have been kind of stuck inside. I think people were ready to get outside and enjoy. I think that was element number two. And I think part of it, I would not be surprised. I heard a fireworks store owner say this. People want to express freedom right now. I mean, you know, we talk about trying to get through this pandemic. Maybe people are trying to just bond together in a way. I don't know. That's what one owner told me. But. you kind of touched on it, and it's probably part of the answer here. Do you think that this is going to become more of the norm? Because so, I would assume that some people that have never bought and done their own fireworks did it this year. Because, like we said, fireworks shows were canceled or postponed. So you got new people becoming customers at these stores, learning how to light their own fireworks, doing it for the first time, hopefully being safe and having a good time. Do you think it's going to become the norm for more and more people to do their own personal shows? Because I know it can be a little pricey to yeah, purchase sure. all your all those kinds of fireworks. But will there be an impact down the road in years to come? Uh, you know, I maybe. But again... It depends it, on when it is, too. You got to think. No public shows or, or a reduction in public shows and the fourth falling on a Saturday when literally... Everybody, except for myself and you, had the opportunity to do this. Yeah. So that's why I think you saw such a dramatic showing. I think if you have a pandemic on a year when the fourth falls on a Wednesday, I do think you still see a more... uh, You see see a rise in, in what maybe you saw in years past... Because if maybe some of those shows have been canceled. But this is a midweek thing. I think the fact that it's on the weekend really had a big play in this. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, a normal year on a Wednesday night, a Tuesday night, people might just say, let's just defer to the city. It, it was nice that the rain ended just in time too, though. Sitting oh, there watching the, the radar. Yeah. Like, well, it ended. Right right before sundown, people were able to get out. I have to say, I confidently said Saturday morning, fireworks forecast is in good shape. That's what I kept saying too during the evening. And but- I... It, I was it sitting just there. sat there like, watching the radar. <laughs> we were waiting. texting each other. Yeah, I was going, "Oh no, no, no!" And then it all fizzled by nine o'clock. 
It's even a little bit earlier than it was like eight eight thirty, eight forty five. We're in the clear. It was perfect. I was just sitting there waiting for the all clear post. Yep. And then once you tweeted it, go. I said, I can go to sleep. I've done my job. Yes, you did. So we talked a lot about heat. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Some parts of the country saw snow, including Utah, Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming after June snowstorms worked their way. And some places saw over six inches of snow. You are a snow lover. Of course. What would you think of seeing snow in June? Love it. Now Let's these do are it. these are at elevated at, at higher elevations. It's like nine thousand feet in Let's the mountainous it. regions. Let's do it. Bring it on. That'd be crazy to see. What would it? There's no way we would see snow here. There uh, would have to be a major shift. Something that has not ever happened. Yes. I, I'm just trying to I imagine. Mean, that's what it would have to be. We, we, what would now, happen? If someday they decide to cut the calendar apart and shift a couple days around, maybe you could see snow in June. But given our current calendar and our current weather pattern, pattern, I mean, I don't think you're seeing it. It'd be crazy to see it for July 4th. I mean, what's the latest snow here, May 11th or something like that? Yeah. I mean, is it impossible to maybe get it a week later than that, middle of May? No, I mean, maybe you have one really anomalous system coming through and you get a little trace middle of May, early in the morning. But by the time you get to June 1st, I I don't see it. I'd love it, though. If you want to see snow in June, just go down to the southern hemisphere. That's right. That's all you got to do. Turn it upside down. Toilets flush the other way. That's not true. I know. That's not true. I liked when a professor in college started off a lecture with, let's talk about atmospheric wind flow. And, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, toilets flush the opposite way, but didn't say it as a joke to where three years later, I've got some classmates who would still use that thought as the way of getting through synoptic meteorology. Not that they knew it to be true, but because it wasn't made a joke, they used it as kind of one of those... Uh, what would you call it when in school when you when you get like a quick little little cheat in your head right. like how to how to cheat through, through something you know what I'm saying an like, analogy yeah well maybe like that but like <laughs> you're the king of analogies it's not an analogy okay. though it's a it's a like if you remember like please Mnemonic excuse device. my dear aunt Sa- yes. Sally that's pandas like yeah. then you were so yes a new maybe new mnemonic device would be the way to put it. I don't know what Interesting. Words. Fascinating. Let's move on to hits and misses. Hits and misses. So we already teased it earlier. Our miss was the rain coverage for Saturday. Uh, we were right that it was going to rain. That was a hit. But the miss was most likely the coverage. We saw a little bit more, probably closer to 30 to 40% coverage across the area. Most places saw somewhat of a light shower briefly, some drizzle. Off to the north, LaGrange and Bend counties, they saw nothing. Williams County, northwest Ohio was dry. And most of northwest Ohio was dry. In fact, it was just on the other side of the, of the border. Some heavy rain fell between New Haven and Woodburn. So that was our miss, was the coverage for the day on Saturday. Yeah, not, not a big fan of the coverage. And also, getting through the afternoon, because we had increased coverage, probably should go on with more of a partly cloudy play 
from my from my perspective. Yeah, those clouds stuck around. Fort Wayne was not saying the epicenter, but was the Allen County was the main part that we saw them really fire first, and those clouds just stuck around because they kept feeding off of each other. Correct. And our hit has been what? Just about everything else. I mean, we've been. We don't want to toot our own horn, but it's been pretty consistent. Well, the other thing I'm really happy is we went back and forth a few times during this little stretch, and first thing at the top of every email is didn't have to make any major changes to the forecast. It's been pretty persistent. It's been pretty accurate. I mean, it's been pretty nice. It's it's a pattern that we. It's somewhat challenging because we don't know where the rain necessarily is going to pop up, but we have a pretty good idea on what the temperatures are going to be with this setup. Big fan of hits and misses the past. That's why I love this time of the year. I mean, it's just something about, is it going to be 92 or 95? It's just <laughs> kind of fun. There's no snowfall uh, to, to mess it up. The problem with snowfall forecasting, as fun as it is, as challenging as it is, you have to bring a different level of concern to the table when you get in at four in the morning, it's all right that I don't have to do that every single week. It's I'm relaxing. not complaining. And then yeah. the spring, it's always, well, there's a thunderstorm chance. Are these going to be severe? Are these not? All right. It's okay right now. We know these aren't going to be severe. Pulsy. Isolated and pulsy. I'm fine with that. Going to pop up, brief gust of wind, heavy downpour, maybe a rumble of thunder. Goodbye. Until we get a more substantial system to come through yes which could be later this week well we'll leave it at that yes we will i'm hoping it's not let's check the inbox it's the past the forecast inbox chris what a question here for mr chris adam what is your favorite way to cool down besides the ac i already (laughs) know your answer do you know my answer it's easy is it easy? I used it on air this weekend. Floating. Floating is nice. Floating. That's Adam's new thing, floating. You don't have to do anything. You get a cooler. It's not, hey, we're going boating, we're going swimming. Boating it's, is nice, too. It's As long as there's a body of water floating. involved or a pool, I'm perfectly fine. Floating. Why are you saying it like that? You just love it. Have you ever done it? I've probably floated in my pool, yes. But have you done it as an adult? Probably not. I've only been an adult for like 10 minutes, so. That's true. That's right. That's right. I'm still a kid. Um, But I also enjoy ice cream. Ice cream's a good way. Ice cream. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't really have an answer. I've been thinking about this since I saw this this morning. What's my favorite way to cool down? I don't know. Take a shower? Go in the AC? Take a shower? I mean, I I, I think... I don't know. I hit golf balls yesterday. and That's not cooling down, Joe. I was That's hot. That's working up a sweat outside. And I went home, and I turned on the AC, and I went in the shower, and I felt good after. What's the ideal temperature for you to set your AC at? So it, let's, let's, let's take the cost of AC out. If you could set the temperature at anything. 67. That is cold. No, 67. I usually set mine even now at like... 71, I think it's perfect. That's where I'm at because I'm cheap. 72 during the day. Well, I'm not cheap. It's energy savings. But, yeah, 72 is where I'm at. And then when I go to work, I turn it up to, like, 77. So when I come home, it's stuffy. But the cool thing is when I go home, I turn it down to 72 right away. So you burn more energy to keep. Well, no. 
no, okay. I realize how that sounds incorrect. We work it down slowly, okay? Yes, I know. But yes, I, yes, I, I make it, I let it get hot in there, and then I cool it down when I'm at home, but then I let it get hot in there, and then I cool it down. So Joe's answer for staying cool is just AC. But if I could have it at 67 all the time, I would love it. So you don't prefer a pool, a beach? I mean, pool's nice. I'm not a big beach guy. Is it the sand? Yep. And it's people. Just people. I I don't know. You don't like people? No, I like people. I just, <laughs> it's a lot of people sometimes. Gotta I'm get there early a, and get you your spot. You know me. I'm not like this I don't know why I'm not, su- I don't know why I'm somewhat surprised that you don't really have a unless solid answer to this question unless it's a bruce springsteen concert i don't want to be surrounded by twenty thousand people a blackhawks game i don't think okay. anybody wants to be surrounded by twenty thousand people unless they're at a sporting event or a concert well and the beach gets like that during the summer so. what beach have you gone to well i'm from northwest indiana the beaches are in chicagoland okay thank you I- next my oh i won some sports betting yesterday Cha-ching. yeah Bryson DeChambeau help you out? That's right. That's the cash register. Okay. <laughs> and so, so Kevin Kisner, too. Um, what else is new? Yeah, I don't oh. know. Air conditioning. Yeah, we got air conditioning. I want to touch on something. That concludes the question for Pass the Forecast inbox. Leave us an email at passtheforecast at wayne.com. Real quick. What's up? You're getting to do something. We're actually recording this on a Monday because on Wednesday, you are hopefully heading out to one of your favorite places. I guess we're going to have to make it known right now. Um, yeah, pretty excited. Pretty excited. Heading to Cedar Point with First News Weekend co-anchor Sierra Tufts. She's also a big fan of Cedar Point. They're hosting a media event to discuss, kind of show how they're going to keep things safe amid a pandemic. How can you still enjoy an amusement park where people are touching everything. When you're getting into a roller coaster that's being touched and saddened by everybody who's there, how are you going to keep that safe? What types of ways can you go and still have a safe time with this? So that's that's what we're going to be checking out. Very excited for it. Very cautiously optimistic, as I've told you, Adam. You know, it just hopefully there's not a flat tire or something in the way. I just want to get there. Just get me there Wednesday morning, <laughs> and we'll be A-OK. Look for that piece. I think that's going to be on First News Saturday this week. Sounds right. Uh, it's, as long as everything goes according to plan, my fingers are crossed for you because I know how much you guys both enjoy Cedar Point. I have to say, though, I was thinking about the stuff I've gotten to do. I still don't know if, given the circumstances, Cedar Point will be up there with some of the stuff that you've gotten to do that I wish I could do. Like what? Mike Ruzioni, Jeff Probst. Those are just two. You got to interview two, like, icons. To you. This, is, this isn't going to Cedar I mean, I enjoyed it. Inter- I, yes, I enjoyed it. But this stories, isn't yes. going to Cedar Point for a new roller coaster. This you is because probably, of a yeah. safety situation. See what I'm saying? If it was going to unveil a new ride, okay, I'd, that'd be number one. If you were there whenever they opened up Steel Vengeance. if I, Right, if I was there for that, yes. But I I, I don't know. I, now, could, could they have some things planned for us that we don't know about that would be kind of neat? Sure. I don't know what to expect. So I'm trying to keep my hopes on a 
<laughs> Limit your expectations. We're going there to do a feature about how you can do this during a pandemic. And a lot of people from around here maybe want to get away in the second half of the year. What what does something like that hold? So cautiously optimistic. Hopefully we get there and we can do it and hopefully it exceeds expectations. But trying to keep my head in a box. It, it, so if they get to go, look forward to hearing more about that in next week's podcast about their experience. Again, hopefully they get to go. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review. But the truth is I'm I'm excited as can be, but I'm just not showing it. I think you're starting to show it now. That's right. I, I'm sorry. I, I got you wound up. That's right. All right. We'll see you next time as we try and be. I don't know. 20%. Right about the weather this week. <laughs> Good old 20%. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.